All praises to the Most High Brothers and Sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. Today's podcast episode will be entitled Greedy Grady. And the reason why uh, I called it this, Brothers and Sisters, is because many of these preachers have agreed with the wicked. We're going to take a look in the Bible to see who the wicked are and how they lead the earth right along with these ministers being greedy and teaching prosperity. I'm going to put all three of them together in this podcast episode. So if you will have your Bibles, pens, and notepads together for some old-fashioned scripture reading, stay tuned. Peace once again be unto you, brothers and sisters, and all praises to the Most High. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I had to take down a podcast of mine that was called Prosperity Without Law, question mark. The reason why I've done that podcast episode, brothers and sisters, is because preachers have taken, um, and I I should say, advantage of older people with this doctrine that they have created. Prosperity shall come unto you in the name of Jesus. If you put a dollar in the collection plate, then God shall see you and he shall prosper you. But let's look at a scripture that they never will read. And, you know, brothers and sisters, the Bible, the Bible is a compact of words. Psalm 6811. I want to read this real quick. I don't want to go off track. But I want to read this to you because ministers seem to think that it makes no difference at all that um, the Bible, it's words. Psalm 68, 11, let me just read it to you rather than to speak my own mind. The Lord gave the word, great was the company, that company of those that published it. So we have 66 books, 39 Old Testament books, 27 New Testament books. And of all the books, brothers and sisters, no pastor, well, I wouldn't say no pastor, those that teach the law can teach this but many of the sunday ministers cannot or will not teach this let's take a look at the prosperity that god was talking about in the book of joshua chapter 1 verse 7 and 8 this is inspired by the holy ghost all prophets had the holy ghost first peter 1 10 and 11 second peter 1 21 so this is written and inspired by the Holy Ghost. It says, only be thou strong. This is Joshua 1, verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous. So keeping the commandments takes courage, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, 
that thou mayest observe to do according to all all that is written therein the law for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success so the very first thing we understand when we read the bible is keeping the commandments is a way for prosperity and when i say prosperity i mean the children of israel now if you being the children of israel if you of the 12 tribes don't keep the commandments then you as jacob's sons do not prosper bottom line that's why the book of deuteronomy 28 15 through 68 has been kept silent for the longest but i'm not going to go into that i'm going to go to the book of job chapter 9 verse 24 job chapter 9 verse 24 because i want you to see something job chapter 9 verse 24 says the earth is given into the hand of the wicked now before i go any further i want to look at that the Bible says Job, another prophet, is saying that this planet is given into the hands of the wicked. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? See, that's a question. Covering the faces of the original judges, the gods that's mentioned in Exodus 22, verse 28 and psalms 82 verses 6 the gods because the children of israel were the original gods of the bible with the little g which also means judges but i'm, I'm, I'm looking at this wicked no one defines the wicked when the earth is given to the hands of the wicked who are the wicked and i tell you people will never break this down behind the pulpits in the bible because they know that if you define something I said this before and I say it again. By defining what something is, you define yourself. So you're not going to tell people exactly who the wicked are, but I am. The book of Psalms chapter 59 verse 5 says, Thou therefore, O Lord, God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all the heathen. That's the first thing you want to take a look at. The heathen, be not merciful to any wicked transgressor psalms 119 I'm, we're looking at the wicked psalms 119 psalms 119 and i want to start in verse 53 psalms 119 verse 53 says horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law now we all know proverbs 28 and 4 says he that turneth his ear away from hearing the law praise the wicked but such as keep the law contend with them so the wicked brothers and sisters are those that refuse to keep the law you can't define wicked any other way so when the bible says the earth is given into the hand of the hands of the wicked in job 9 24 i want to drop down to job chapter 9 verse 29 i'm going to I'm, I'm going to show you something brothers and sisters job chapter 9 verse 29 says if i be wicked 
why then labor in vain? There was a question. If I be wicked, why then labor in vain? Because when you're wicked, when you're unlawful, you are laboring, which is teaching, doing the work of your so-called ministry in vain. That's why Christ said in the book of Mark, in the book of Mark, book of Mark, chapter seven, the book of Mark, chapter seven, because many people think you can worship Christ any kind of way and you cannot worship Christ any kind of way. You just can't sing to him, dance to him just in the way you want. Mark chapter 7, verse 7 says, How be it in vain do they worship me? Sunday church, Easter, Christmas, all of these things that are not biblical to keep because they're trying to pass a doctrine of law and grace when they haven't taught grace from the time of Noah to the time of Romans. You can't go to Romans chapter 6 without going to Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. Genesis chapter 6 and 8 all the way to Romans 6, 1 to verses 14 and 15. All talk about grace. Not just two scriptures that they pick and then say, see, we're not the law under grace. And then they go to Galatians 5 and 4 and says, if you're circumcised, then Christ profits you nothing. And then they want to teach this. You have fallen from grace. If you, with that law, which is circumcision, is a law it was given to abraham in genesis 17 verses 2 through 13 you have to understand that circumcision was a law and behind that circumcision which was also given in leviticus 12 verses 1 down through 6 you you really getting into something you know the circumcision of the flesh of the children of Israel and the people of Abraham. But I'm going to get back to Mark 7. Mark 7 verse 7 says, How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines and commandments of men, not of God, of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. Verse 9, And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God that ye may keep your own tradition. And see, this is what they do. That's why Job chapter 9, verse 29 says, If I be wicked, why then labor I in vain? It's a vain worship. Why? Because when we go back to Deuteronomy chapter 32, and I want you to catch this, brethren. Catch this, catch this, catch this. Deuteronomy 32, verse 46 says, And he said unto them, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you. Now, I'm going to stop right there. It is not a vain thing for Israel. To keep the law. It is in vain for you. It, he didn't say all nations. He didn't say all nations. He says for you, 12 tribes, to keep the commandments. 
Watch this. Verse 47, Deuteronomy 32, verse 47 says, For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. This is your life. If you do them. And through, uh, uh, and through this day, ye shall prolong your days in the land, whether ye go over Jordan to possess it. Now, brothers and sisters, it is not a vain thing for you to keep this law. You 12 tribes. Now, remember, I read this scripture. I'm going to read it again. I'm going into, I'm, I'm attacking this way because we're setting up the scene. Some, uh, not some, excuse me, Isaiah 40, verse 15, Isaiah 40, verse 15 says, Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the owls as a very little thing. I'm going to jump down to verse 17. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. But I want you to un I want you to go back and understand that Israel does mean something to God. They do. Let's go to Isaiah 43, verse 4. God says this, since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. He's talking about Israel. Therefore, I will give men for thee and people for thy life. So when, when we're looking at Job, talk about the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. We understand it is given to the hands of the unlawful. And Luke chapter 21, verse 24, let's read it. Luke 21, 24, setting up the scene, brothers and sisters. Luke 21, 24. And they, Israel, the Jew, tribe of Judah, shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captives into all nations at Jerusalem, shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, other nations, until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled, until Christ returns. When, it, when, when Christ says it to the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled, he's saying, they're going to rule the world, the Gentiles, the other nations over you 12 tribes until I come back to take you from them, which says, which um, Isaiah records it beautifully in Isaiah chapter 49, Isaiah 49 verse 24, when it says, shall the prey be taken from the mighty? or the lawful captives delivered. Verse 25, But thus saith the Lord God, even the captives, the mighty, shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contended with thee, and I will save thy children. He's talking about the children of Israel. He's talking about coming to take the children of Israel from the hand of the mighty. Because we know, according to Jeremiah 50, verse 33, it says, Jeremiah 50, verse, Jeremiah 50, verse 33 says, Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, the children of Israel, the children of Judah were oppressed together, oppressed by man together. And all them that took them captives held them fast and refused to let them go. Malcolm X talked about it for years. Even though he was with Islam, he talked about 
getting the which he knew was the children of Israel, the blacks, the native blacks and the Mexican blacks from the hand and wanted them to be freed from at that time the Caucasian man. But I'm going to go to Isaiah. We're going to stay on task here. Isaiah chapter 56 and verse 10 and 11. It says, His watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. This is what Isaiah is writing. They cannot bark. They cannot warn you. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Verse 11. Yea, they are all greedy dogs which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They cannot understand this Bible. Because in order to understand the Bible, you have to know the law. Let's, let's pick that up. I want to get the book of Psalms 53, verse 2. It says, God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see was there any that did understand and did seek God. And we know that seeking God goes into Isaiah 34, verse 16, when it says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. We must read the entire Bible. You can never understand the New Testament without the old. It will never happen. So what does it mean to understand? Psalms 119, verse 100. I want to go back there. Psalms 119, verse 100 says, I understand more than the ancients because I kept thy precepts. I kept thy precepts. I understand more than the ancients. The ancients that were the writers of this book, you can understand by understanding the precepts of God. Let's go back to Isaiah 56 verse 11. They all look to their own way, everyone for his gain from his quarter verse 12 come ye say they i will fetch wine i will and we will fill ourselves with strong drink and tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundance see they look they look for abundance not from god but a different direction because they never they never will teach you Never, 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 never. Watch this. They never will read this scripture to try to teach you that also this can happen. Psalms 10 and 3. For the wicked, the wicked, there's that wicked again, boasts of his heart's desire and blesseth the covetous whom the Lord abhor, abhorreth. The wicked, bless, bless, bless the wicked blesseth 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 <laughs> usually they talk about god blessing but the wicked blesses the covetous the covetous are the greedy dogs out here those pastors those pork chop sandwich eating pastors 
they go to the doctor and the doctor tells them that they need to slow down on the salt. No, I'll just pray over it. Wait a minute. The doctor told you I'm going to leave that alone. Watch this. The covetous, the covetous. Psalms 119. And I'm going to read verse 36. Psalms 119 verse 36 says, Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, thy laws, and not to covetousness. So the reason why these ministers don't teach the law, the greedy gradies, is because they are covetous. Now you may say, well, I, my pastor has, I, I can't say that about my pastor because he has that little bitty church on the corner. Let me show you something. Jeremiah 6, verse 13 says, Jeremiah 6, 13 says, For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. And this is their job. This is their job. They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of, of my people slightly saying peace, peace when there is no peace. Why? Because when we read Isaiah 57, when we read Isaiah 57, verses 50, Isaiah 57, verses 21, Isaiah 57, verse 21, it says this, there is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Wickedness will never have peace. That is why when you see blacks, natives, and Hispanic Americans going through trouble, your pastor keeps silence. You didn't see T.D. Jakes, Creflo Dollar stand out against these things. You didn't see Dunn and McClurkin. You didn't see Juanita Bynum. You didn't see Tony Evans. You didn't see none of them come up. Even your pastor, your Sunday pastor on the corner didn't go out to protest this. He remained right in his chair and saw the knee on the back of the neck. He saw the death and he said, let's focus on the prosperity because I can't lose my money. I can't lose my place. Amos 5 and 12. Amos chapter 5, verse 12. Let me show you. Amos chapter 5, verse 12, God sees this. He says, for I know your manifold transgressions and your mighty sins. They afflict the just. They take, listen, they afflict the just. Why? Because those that want to learn the Bible, they afflict them by not reading them the scriptures. They take a bribe and they turn aside the poor in the gate from their right. Their right to know this Bible, the poor. Jeremiah chapter 5, the poor. This is when the Bible talks about poor, it's not talking about the man on the side of the corner begging for money, the people that are sleeping under bridges. That's not initially the poor. Because I'm gonna tell I'm gonna show you why they sleep under the bridges and why they beg for the money. Jeremiah 5 and 4 says, 
Therefore, I said, surely these are poor. They are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. Because they have not been grounded solidly in the law, there is no judgment. There is no judgment. The bribe the pastor had taken. The tithes. Give us the tithes. Pay 10% of your tithes. But wait. When we go back, wait, brothers and sisters, they don't read this one. When they go back, when you go back to the book of Deuteronomy 14, I want to read your scripture. Deuteronomy 14, verse 28 says, now, when if they're going to keep the law of the tithes, because remember, I'm going to go over this in a another podcast also in more detail. But Christ never took tithe. He took alms. We're going to go to a scripture after this one that shows that. Watch this. These preachers like to keep the law of the tithes, but they don't keep this law. Deuteronomy 14, Deuteronomy 14, verse 28 says, At the end of three years thou shalt bring forth all the tithes of thine increase the same year after three years and thou shalt lay it up within thy gates and the levite which none of them are see this was designed for the levite your pork chop eaters are not levites they don't even claim the children of israel exist but they take the levites inheritance hmm gotta think about that because he has no part in inheritance with thee that's was their lot and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow which are within thy gates shall come and shall eat and be satisfied not be rich eat because the tithing was not money it was corn wine animals oil but since you want to do money let's go back and read that part again and the widow within the widow which are within thy gate shall come and shall eat and be satisfied. The stranger, the fatherless, and the widow shall come and shall eat and be satisfied. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all the work of thine hands which thou which thou doest. The Lord shall bless you if that's happening. They not millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars should be given to the stranger, the fatherless, the widow from the church. I will just let the state take care of them and the state will give them the, this, this, the state will give them money and they'll come give that money that the state give them to us. And every three years, your pastor just puts it up in the bank and enjoys the physical prosperity from the hand of the wicked, like we read in Psalms 10 and 3. Deuteronomy 26, verse 12. Deuteronomy 26, verse 12 says, And when thou hast made an end of tithing, all the tithes of thine increase, the third year, which is the year of tithing, and has given it unto the Levites, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat within thy gates and be fit. Wait a minute, brothers and sisters. The tithing had a law after three years, your little bitty piece of church 
and the biggest mega church after three years of taking 10% of the people should put it all together and give the people what they need. They don't give it back. See, the Bible says you're supposed to give it back and then, you know, give back to that community that you take these tithing from. Amos 4 and 4. See, you never, see, brothers and sisters, you never will get this read in your Sunday churches. See, they want to do a law that's the, the real law that's done away. They want to do and the mercy and judgment and faith of the law that Christ mentioned in Matthew 23, verse 23, they don't want to do. They got you tricked. They got you fooled into thinking that, well, we don't have to do the, the faith of the law anymore. We just have to do this part of it. Oh, just give, give the money. How about that? See, that's why Christ said this. I want to go to here. Mark 12. Mark chapter 12. Mark 12 says this. Mark chapter 12, verse 38 says, Beware of scribes which do love to go on to go in long clothing and love salutations in the marketplaces. And the chief seats in the synagogues and in the uttermost rooms at feasts which devour widows' houses for a pretense, make long prayers, these shall receive the greater damnation. Why? Because they're praying with one eye open and one eye closed. They're giving you this music, this church music, and these long prayers. God, Jesus, and we hope that you honor. Look. When John 9.31 says God does not hear the prayer of sinners. If you keep Sunday church and all man-made traditions, you are transgressing the law. God doesn't even hear the prayer of sinners. So the pork chop you told me to pray over, it ain't where it don't it don't happen. I still get sick. I still have to take, like, like I say, it's it's people out here that are willing to take nine medications to eat a piece of bacon. Doesn't look like you're getting help from God to me. And they know, people know that they're not prospering. Eating this pork, listening to these vain-made preachers. Greedy dogs, greedy gradies. With that, brothers and sisters, all praises to the Most High and may God bless.